Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today we're talking about the season finale of season three of our favorite show, 30 Rock, Kidney Now. Now, this episode has everything. A star-studded guest star lineup, catchphrases galore, reunions, retribution, reticent organ donation, and it all culminates in a musical extravaganza that is quite literally one of the greatest episodes in the history of television. So let's put your hands together and donate a kidney. Because a hand is a much harder thing to give, and you'll like need them for the clapping, you know. Let's dive in. <laughs> what is this horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Lemon. Do you know what the kidney does? Of course. I was a kidney in my fifth grade school play. Oh, I'm a kidney. Yeah, their kidney is singing now. Milton needs a kidney. Milton as in your dad? My dad? I don't know this guy. Professor Milton Green, who's running a three-volume biography of Jimmy Carter. And if I give him a kidney, he could live to finish it. So what are you going to do? I don't know. He's too old for the waiting list, and since Giuliani left, it's gotten tougher to harvest hobo organs. So it's up to me, and I don't want to be a match. It's too much. Does that make me a bad person? Of course not. This is really hard. I need your help. The brain helps you make decisions. Okay. And your colon pushes out. Okay, that's not helpful. Sorry. Let's talk about this fucking episode. Oh my God, oh my how God. fun is this? So fun. My favorite Tracy Jordan moments ever. Ever? Yes, these are wow. my favorite Tracy Jordan moments ever. He and Kenneth are having their back and forth, and he's like, I never did do that. And it was a front. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this is my favorite Tracy moments ever. Alan Alda is like a great real actor, so I get to listen to the DVD commentary of this one. And it's Tina Fey and her husband, Jeff Richmond, who writes all the music and wrote He Needs a Kidney. They were cute. I didn't really learn anything, but they, they were adorable. <laughs> They're very cute. And then there was like a behind the scenes making of He Needs a Kidney, which I learned absolutely nothing. But <laughs> We don't need to learn anything more because the episode itself is so fucking fantastic. It really, I mean, this has got to be in your top five all time. A hundred percent. This is one of my favorite episodes of all time of any show. So wow. fucking good. Everything is just point perfect. Jokes are funny. Music's great. Guest stars. It's a fucking blast. All the B storylines are great. Dr. Spichemin is there. And I do not adore him. I just like him more than you both. Yeah. Jeff Richmond and Tina Fey crack up at him. I'm like, yeah, I don't get it. I opposite, get it. Opposite. Opposite. <laughs> oh, you're laughing right now. Look at that. Oh, my God. And then at the end, when he's like... You were going to put his, I was going to put my kidney in. That's not what the paperwork says. I'm like, that's not funny. That's just an asshole. I hate that. Ugh. It toes the line. <laughs> so the scene opens and Jack's going into Lemon's office and he just casually asks, do you know what a kidney does? <laughs> and but don't you know, Liz Lemon has a fucking story for that. She was in a school play. We later learned with Cheryl Crow, how fun, where she played one of two kidneys. And oh, had I'm a kidney. The other kidney singing now. Clearly doesn't have the most lines of this endeavor, but remembers a lot of the content of that play. That's well done. I don't remember much from fifth grade. I was not in a play. That's where I was sidekick, the non-binary cow person from out west, going west. Is that how they described it to you? No, I did not realize until adulthood that I had played a boy. But I was an alto and taller than everyone in the school. You do what you can to survive. And I was in a trio with two boys, and we were all traveling together. I still did not know I was possibly a cowboy. I was just the sidekick, which could be any sex. You know, gender just does not matter. And we want to go sounds- west into the sunset where the deer and antelope have room to play. We want to be in open spaces. I want to be fenced in. Ride until our legs are about to say howdy with a grin. <laughs> yes, I remember my kidney song. <laughs> and That's me clapping for myself because no one did. Thank you. Good job, Julie. Thanks, Julie. Way to go, sidekick. Hilarious. We had far more words than Liz Lemon, so it's that much more. I cut myself short. I know the whole song. Please don't. (laughs) I mean, yay. So, Jack is still having some misgivings about his relationship with Milton Green, who Liz is like, that's your dad. He's like, I don't even fucking know this dude. 
He has a three-volume biography of Jimmy Carter that he's working on. If I give him a kidney, he could live to finish it, which is the most devastating (laughs) thing. And they can't harvest from hobos because Giuliani left office and made it so hard. Who's now been banned from Fox News, him and his son. We've come to that point in the pandemic. That's when you know. That's when you fucking know. When you you spew so much misinformation that even Fox News (laughs) doesn't want to. Mess. So it's up to me, and I don't want to be a match. It's too much. Does that make me a bad person? Of course not. (laughs) No, so many other things that he doesn't say make him a bad person, but this in and of itself is not a negative attribute. You don't know this dude, and you want to take a kidney. Would you give Emma a kidney? 100%. I would give her my heart if she needed it. But then you'd be dead. I don't care. That's why I asked for a kidney. Would you give him a kidney, Emma? (laughs) Of course. I would give you nothing because I have <laughs> radioactive iodine in my body and I cannot give donate I can't donate blood, I can't give you an organ, so it's nothing personal, but it's a good out though. I'm guessing my kidneys are also too large for your petite little bodies, but <laughs> I don't think that's how kidneys We're work. the same height. Are we? I think so. How tall are you? In my imagination, I feel much taller than you. Well, you're a much better person. Yeah. What does that have to do with taller, height? I think Nick's taller than you, Julie. Twola? I'm, I'm a 5'10". How Twola are you? I'm 6'1". You are not 6'1". Yeah, I am. <laughs> I don't think so. You just have a larger presence. Well, that's... I'm definitely louder. And a much larger head, that is for sure. I don't think I How tall do you think I was? Like 5'6"? How tall are you? 5'4"-ish. Uh, In a bit. 5'3 five, five, and 3 quarters. <laughs> Yes, I think of Emma as short, and I think of Nick as my height or a little bit shorter. But maybe that's just some sort of domineering. It might be, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely the top in this relationship. So The brain helps you make decisions. And, and your, your colon, colon pushes, pushes out, out the dick. Oh, that's not helpful. <laughs> oh, look, he made it gay. Hey, yeah. what? Well, you can, can read that next sex. line, Nick. What's that there next line? <laughs> I shan't. The word is sorry, but a new bow. I will say, bum, for like bum. such an amazing episode, the cold open is like, eh, it's all right. It's funny, but it's not amazing. But the rest of the episode is like, ah. But it pays and off later. Oh. It pays off later because Cheryl Crow so turns hard. out to be the other kidney. So hard. And no, Liz can't wave just like when she's on the Deal Breaker show. <laughs> Smile. Like a human being. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Do you love that one? This is how I cry now. So now we head off to our favorite duo, Jenna and Liz. I thought you were going to say Vontella and Christine or whatever. Because Courtney. Courtney. I mean, that is tied for a second, honestly, with every other character duo on the entire show. But this is fucking amazing. So Vontella's show is sort of like a Jerry Springer meets Wendy Williams meets... Maury Povich. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking fantastic. So, because... Time. We forgot to talk about The View this week. Did you know what happened? <laughs> no. no. It was fucking unbelievable. So, Friday, oh, yeah, we're Kamala? waiting for Kamala yeah. Harris to come. Yeah. We've been waiting all week. Sonny's going to fry her about the, the um, border because uh-huh. we were treating Haitian immigrants. So, we have our first um, talk around, blah, blah, check, 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 we come back for Kamala Harris, and the executive producer is like, uh, Anna and Sonny, can you leave the stage, please? Uh, 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 get up. It's a tease. Don't worry about it. And Joy's like, something is happening that I'm unaware of. Can someone explain it to me? And they're like, can you do more Hot Topics until we fix this out? She's like, yeah, let's go to the commercial. So we come back from commercial. The executive producer, without talking to Sonny or Anna, says they both tested positive for COVID. And so they need to figure out what to do with the vice president. She's back in the green room. But she hasn't been in contact with any of them. So fast forward in your brain. Sunny Hostin is a lawyer. Do not tell the fucking world that she no. has COVID yeah. without her permission. Oh, my anyway, God. <laughs> so Joy and Sarah start taking questions from the audience. But everyone in the audience is masked. And they can't pass the microphone because then they'd all be touching it. Yeah. So they're like, lady in the back. She's like. Oh, my God. And Joy's like, huh? Sarah's like, what's your favorite part of the show? She's like, ah, this moment right here. You, you have a question? <laughs> what? So every, they're coming back from every commercial. There's five, like, segments. Segment one was the 
opening. Segment two was, oh my God, they have COVID. Segment three, oh my God, everybody. Segment four, same thing. Segment five, they talked to Kamala on Zoom from the green room. <laughs> and they try and ask the sunny questions, but not in the right way. And then it's over. And it oh my was God. amazing live <laughs> television. And oh then Megan McCain was on Meet the Press this weekend. Who the hell are you? <laughs> oh, I forgot all about this for takes. I apologize, but I had to get it out. So then they come back today and it turns out neither Anna nor Sunny had it. It was false, net, false positives. And they had made yes. them test like right when she got there. Mm -hmm. um, but they both have had three negative PCRs since then. Oh my God. Wow. But Sunny is pissed yeah do you think this was a conspiracy to prevent sunny from saying anything to kamala i'm not going with i'm not going that far but sunny is saying you owe me an apology for what you did my her husband was performing surgery at that moment and he had to be taken out of surgery so it took his hands out of somebody oh my her God. daughter was pulled from school they're all you know and both of sunny's husband's parents died during covid of covid so they're all freaking out oh my god Jesus. Thank you for letting me get that out because nobody <laughs> I know cares and I needed to talk about it. That is wild. When did they go live again? They are live every week. Oh, they started back in September, in, in early September. Damn. <sighs> Thank you. That's <laughs> show. Poor Sunny. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then she said, you know, thank you so much for the outpouring of love. She's like, and then somehow people got my phone number. And I'm just going to say that those people, when they meet their maker, they're going to have something to apologize for. I'm like, <laughs> she was so sad. Oh, it was awful. Awful. America, just watch this episode of 30 Rock again and again and again. Mm-hmm. It will make you happy. This is what community looks like. <laughs> Not like the Montella show. That show's the worst. I know. I swear I'd never gone there again after that one time. <laughs> and that's when Jenna is surprised with her half sister Courtney. Give me my money, you bitch! Never. I like. I love when Jenna shows her swamp water Florida self of just like I'm a fucking monster and I will destroy you, and not I'm a monster and I will destroy you. But her well, affectations will kill me. I love her. And she's only had the one boob done. <laughs> yeah. Poor I got Jenna. the meat, Jack. <laughs> Rest in peace. So they want her to go on the relationship as a relationship expert because the deal breaker sketch. And since you're the face of deal breakers, you're going with me. And we see the cover of her with the Groucho and the chicken. From Time Out New York. Amazing. Now Liz is a little concerned and confused because she just wanted to be on covers and do magazines. And Jenna is in pure petty form by saying, I thought she wanted the attention. Oh, get her, Jenna. So... Now they're going to go on Ventella together. But before then, we flash back to another Jenna circumstance on Ventella. How many times has she done this show? She swore she'd never do it again. When um, <laughs> they bring Courtney out again. And no, no, Courtney's actually a guest star on the show for whatever reason. Jenna comes out and is like, give me back my man, you bitch. Ah. She's like, can't we just keep doing magazines? I will see you on Ventella, Liz. So, so Tina, now we're talking to Mr. Chayman. Go for it. Sorry, Tina Fey just says on the um, audio commentary that the idea of Alan Alda, Alec Baldwin, and Dr. Swiss Chairman in a scene together just made her happy. And why would we deny her that joy? Or any of us else? Any of well, the rest of us? Dr. Swiss Chairman's laughing, so... <laughs> At the word kidney. It's probably the hard K sound that brings such joy and mirth <laughs> to him, but we're not entirely sure. Anyway, so he fills out the form wrong, and it says that Alan Alda will potentially give Jack a kidney, and his way of counteracting that is just to remember opposite, 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 opposite. You know, I don't love him, but he does make me laugh, that motherfucker. Anyway, Jack starts to freak the fuck out because he's like, no, 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 because Alan Alda is being very insistent that, no, he's giving me the kidney, me the kidney, me the kidney. So well, we'll see if anyone gives anyone the kidney. I, chill. Yeah. Sorry, Alan Alda doesn't want to die. Okay. Milton Green, Milton Green, Milton Green wants to live. Kenneth runs into Tracy's office. Ah, I love them together. And this is based on a true story of Tracy Morgan, who didn't finish high school because his father was sick. And so he stayed home to take care of him and didn't get to graduate. So he never graduated from high school, just like Tracy Jordan. Parallels. Layers. Mr. Jordan, exciting boobs. news. What was that hand gesture? Like Mr. Jordan, exciting news. Now you're just your old high school. Around. 
Why don't you just speak your graduation? And they said you could drop five F-bombs. Tracy says, not interested <laughs> because Frank Lucas High School was a hellhole. Grizz knows he was there. So Frank Lucas was an American drug trafficker who was famous in Harlem in the 1960s and 70s, which parlays nicely into his false rationale for why he did not complete high school because there was a drug dealer named Campbell who ruled the school and also made the best soups. He wanted him to find a snitch named Baby and Campbell wanted him to cut Baby open. Devastating. Now, Kenneth has an offensive line that is beautifully delivered. Oh my, that's very urban. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I dropped out and I vowed never to go back to that place. And he goes out of the room and Dotcom explains Campbell is actually Mr. Campbell, his science teacher. And Kenneth's like, his science teacher was a drug dealer? How terrible. It just gets more and more devastating. But no. <laughs> and then he talks about how science was his favorite subject in school, especially the Old Testament. <laughs> I love these kind of jokes. He's like, he wasn't a drug dealer. Tracy dropped out of high school because Mr. Campbell wanted him to dissect a frog. Tracy couldn't do it, and he cried in front of the whole class. It was bad. I had to deny being friends with him. Wasn't that Grizz who said all this, though? Yeah. No, just that part. Grizz just only that says part? That, that part. Okay. Bet, 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 bet. Um, brutal. Did you ever have a circumstance in high school where someone denied being friends with you? I'm sure constantly. <laughs> Did you, you deny ever being friends with others? I don't think so. I mean, I turned my back on people and shunned them and never spoke to them again, but I didn't, like, fake that I didn't know them. Why? Because they never came back from Rumspringer? Exactly. Seems fair. So, they are now on the Vontella show, which, like, I don't know why this didn't become a recurring thing, because Vontella show is a fucking magic dream world. And the actress who plays Vontella, Napiera Groves, is actually from our hometown, where most of us currently reside. Cincinnati! Ohio! Hey, baby! Hey, baby! Baby, you're super funny. Yeah, she hasn't been on any episodes of Law & Order, though. <laughs> Devastating. Yeah, so this next scene is part of why this is my favorite episode so ever. Just Liz good. tearing it apart. Um, so they said, if your, boy, if your boyfriend calls out his brother's name during sex, that's a deal breaker, ladies, which is Jenna from the show. And everyone's like, oh, that was so funny. Like, that skit was crazy. She's like, that actually happened to Liz. Vondella don't care who Liz is. Jenna, we have a surprise for you. I swear to God, Courtney, I will rip your wig off. But she came fucking prepared. She starts ripping off her earrings, which are clip-ons, so she wouldn't pull out the lobe. She knows what to do. She knows how to hustle. She knows how to scrap. She's a fighter. And Vontella says very <laughs> gently, no, honey, Courtney's dead. No, You're not gently, fucking hilariously. <laughs> the way she nailed that fucking line, she deserves a fucking Emmy for that. No, <laughs> No, honey, Courtney is dead. Anyway, oh, my God, that is probably one of the funniest moments of this entire episode for me. It's too fast. There's not a breath. Like, you're like, oh, my God, that was hilarious. And you keep going, but I don't laugh. That's when you pause to enjoy. So our first person at the mic is Kay Cannon, who is the new, the director of Cinderella and writer of the new Cinderella and then had something to do with Girls 5, Eva. And she's a fucking mess. She's super tanned <laughs> out and she's scared. And she says super rapidly, this guy I'm dating owns a tanning salon, but he won't let me tan for free. But he lets girls that he's friends with tan for free. So I go to this other tanning salon down the street to try to make it, but I try not to make it a thing. But you know how there's no secrets in the tanning community? So what should I do? <laughs> and she looks like literally that like tan mom that <laughs> Kristen Wiig so beautifully lampooned where she took a piece of bread, put it between her legs, pulled up a burnt piece of bread and was like, toast. <laughs> So Jenna has no idea how to respond, and Liz is like, oh boy, well, whatever that was, it was a deal breaker because this guy's making you talk like a crazy person. You have sexually transmitted crazy mouth. Deal breaker. There is no better Liz than just unleashing her and letting her true form fly free, which is just like biting, caustic, hilarious, and kind of cruel. It's amazing. And she starts, I do also love the progression of her just like sort of cowering in her chair, trying to make herself feel small, and by the end, she's sitting on her legs and is like, I am in. Ah. So there's kind of a homely looking woman and a really hot, pretty boy. And she's like, my it fiance like and I. Chloe Good. Sevigny and that movie Big Love or that show Big Love. <laughs> about the Mormons. Yes. And who does he look like? He looks like a homosexual. So she's like, my fiance and I keep arguing about wedding plans. And 
Tina Fey cuts her off. He's like, nope, your fiance's gay. Look at him. <laughs> Look at you. Classic case of fruit blindness. Mandela says fruit blindness. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, have you ever kissed a gentleman? Um, uh, one time in college. Yeah, and a lot since then. <laughs> I, it's always interesting to me when I see fruit blindness in the wild because it seems so clear. And I get, like, not wanting to assume people's sexuality. And despite what Liz says later in the scene, bisexuality is real, and there are layers <laughs> and nuances and fluidity in sexuality. But it is interesting when you see someone where you're like, I have definitely seen you on Grindr and, like, potentially had my penis inside of you, and now you're with a woman. It's like, again, bisexuality is real, but it's like, I have questions. So now there's a woman up there who's like, my boyfriend's been really acting weird since he got promoted at his job. Yeah, he thinks he deserves a JJ upgrade. He doesn't. He's not Tom Brady. Shut it down. Deal breaker. <laughs> Tom About Brady Tom- isn't even Tom Brady. <laughs> so then another couple comes up and Liz just leash unleashes. Yeah, there's no such thing as bisexual. That's something they invented the 80s to sell hair products. Deal breaker. <laughs> Which is not real. Bisexuality is a super valid thing. So now there's a man with a snake around his neck and a vest. <laughs> Which is worse for you? I, it's a combo. They're both awful. I do not like a shirtless vest. And she's like, uh, only one snake in the bed, a deal breaker. She's nailing that word. Damn it. And then we have this beautiful couple at the end of just like age disparity, height disparity, dressing disparity. And she's like, I think you guys are going to miss it. Two men. It's two men, yeah. Two not very attractive men. How dare you? Very dare you. Men. And she's like, I think you guys are going to make it. And by that time, she's like fully poised and perched in her chair. Ugh. Living on the applause. Also, you have a ton of interview requests. And they want you on the seventh hour of the Today Show tomorrow morning. Tell them all yes. I'm getting mine, Sari. Also, Pete and Tracy's wives are in your office. Paula is Pete's wife and Angie is the black one. Okay, Sari, I got it. Dr. Liz, we need some advice from the deal breaker lady. I don't know if that's a good idea. I know you and I know your husband. I just found out Tracy has a secret credit card I didn't know anything about. Not on my watch, Biatch. And he's been using that credit card to pay for a hotel room here in New York two days a week. S that D. Shut it down. Deal breaker. Paula, Pete is refusing to drive to my parents' place for just two weeks of family vacation. No, to the way, to the Jose. But Paula, talk it out before you walk it out. And I'm here in New York while he's back in Hoaglandavine. Long distance is the wrong distance, Sue. Deal breaker. Mickey Rourke wants to take me camping. Deal breaker, Jenna. God. And I haven't seen my fiance in seven months. Sari, I have two words for you. Robot warning. Okay, that catchphrase needs a little work. Deal breaker. Teach it like you preach it, Liz Lemon. So now Tracy's looking out of a window, like poignantly and then it turns out that window is just part of the set and <laughs> Kenneth walks it's, up on him it's very much like Friends and I know you didn't watch it but um, Joey at one point when Chandler and him have like broken up and are no longer living together Chandler's looking out the actual rainy window and Joey's looking out of a water feature similar vibes Yeah. have you seen Friends? Friends? <laughs> I tried <laughs> I'm not saying you have to see Friends. I don't need to watch your white supremacy lies. <laughs> yes, in retrospect, obviously there's a monkey. Lot of you should not have an exotic animal living in your apartment. It's I'm a so no. Hard to talk to you sometimes. <laughs> so you're gonna have to play Kenneth in the scene, and you're gonna have to be like rapid fire because I need this to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, heard. That's very Tracy of you. Um, these are my favorite interactions, though, and I think. Tracy Morgan does such a phenomenal job at reacting to this quick style repartee. He always nails it. So anyway, yeah, let's go. Mr. Jordan, I know Mr. Campbell wasn't a drug dealer. Yes, he was. I know he was your science teacher. No, he wasn't. And I know he didn't ask you to cut up baby. He asked what you to cut up frog. <laughs> and I know you couldn't do it and you cried. When have I ever cried? And that's why you left school because you were ashamed. It's true. There's no baby. I was chicken. I was chicken. <laughs> In walks Alan Alda, a guy crying about a chicken and a baby. I thought this was a comedy show. (laughs) So that's a throwback to the last episode of MASH. Is it really? Yes. There's like a rubber chicken and a baby and he's having these nightmares. And yes, it's it's about the MASH finale, like the most watched TV show in the history of the world. Amazing. (laughs) I mean, nothing as good as Joey looking at a water. Okay, calm down. (laughs) My God. Listen, do you know how to get to Jack Donaghy's office? 
Yes, sir. The 52nd floor. Wasn't he just there? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm searching for plot holes in a literal comedy show. <laughs> yeah. Last week, has he... Whatever. So... Kenneth is like, Mr. Jordan, I understand how hard that must have been, but it was so long ago. You don't can't understand, Ken. Where I come from, street cred is everything. That's why I left school in shame. I'm about to never cry again. And I never have. Flashback. Cut to montage. <laughs> this show, this episode has literally everything. Musicals, montages, moments that are beautiful and hilarious. An and intro hard. that we already heard that said all of those things. No, I switched it up. I changed. Before, it was the D that was my alliterative anchor and now it's the m julie switcheroo so we see when um he's uh hugging jack when jack was role-playing him as his father right which was rough yeah and then he just wanted some diet slice and some pita chips when liz (laughs) set them all on fire (laughs) and then when he had to be liz and she went off to the uh fake strip club strip club um thing and he's like i don't want to be here i don't like it here he walks up on, I don't remember this one from when he walks up on Liz and he's like, I was just calling y'all a bunch of racists. That's when they did all that stuff for Tracy's birthday. Oh, well, here comes my favorite line of all time. And also Tina Fey's husband, Jeff's favorite line of all time. We're not really best friends. We're just good friends. <laughs> to get and then up. they flash back to the beginning of this scene where he's crying. Going, I was chicken. <laughs> I was chicken. <laughs> I'm never going back to Frank Lucas High School to be reminded of my greatest failure. And Tracy's insisting that he can't go back to high school because he's not that same kid. He's changed. He's a badass adult. He's a wolf dog, two bad knees, and a gun that I lost. Oh, such good, such good delivery. So there's a knock on Jack's door. Milton, are you going somewhere? He's like, I have to get back to Bennington, the world's most expensive college. I owe my publishers a chapter from Peanuts to President. Before I go, and Jack's face when he says that is just. <laughs> uh, before I go, I think we should talk about the other day. Milton, Jack says, the Donaghy's do not talk. We let things fester until they erupt in inappropriate anger, preferably during a wedding or elementary school graduation. <laughs> well, the Greens are talkers and huggers. It's like, I'm sorry, Jack. I'm not Irish. I, don't, I can't relate. Um, I should never have put you in that position. Or this one, because he's hugging him. <laughs> Look, I don't want to kid me from you. All I want is to make up for lost time. Can I come back next week? That's so sweet. And Jack says that he's got a great... He's got great seats in the section between the players' wives and the players' mistresses. But don't go on bat day. Yikes. So my son likes baseball. That's a great impression. No, it wasn't, but it's such a sweet line. It is sweet. And then he reveals sort of like a lovely little heirloom, and it's uh, Carlton Frist's home run in the 75 series. He has that ball, or so it seems. He actually has a ball that he fouled off in the third inning. And so they toss it back and forth, like, you should have it. No, you should have it. No, you should have it. No, you should have it. And then Alan Alda's like, look, Jack, we're having a catch. Don't ruin it, Milton. Just like Jimmy and Chip Carter. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? That, was, that is probably the best line of the entire thing, as far as delivery. Did you hear what I just said? Amazing. And For then me, Alan Alda doesn't care. He's like, this is great. <laughs> Aww. So Kenneth is pulling the Machiavellian strings to try to convince and manipulate Tracy and has a mean Steve, who was the baddest gangster in Tracy's class, come and he's delivering mail. Kenneth's like, to seeing him in this menial job make you think about anything? Turns out mean Steve's real name was Stephen Killer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if a badass OG like that could get stuck delivering food, how did I get out? Because you're not a bad bleep OG. You're a sensitive artist. You're different. Isn't that a message the kids at your old high school should hear? You're right, Ken. They should. Five F-bombs, right? That's amazing. Where would you use the F-bombs? Intro, middle, end? A little bit of all of them. Okay, that seems fair. That's enough to go around. That's a full story's worth of F-bombs. <laughs> So, so now we're back rings. in Dr. Sujeman's office. I'm going to say it because I don't think you'll do it justice because of your deep-seated and violent hatred towards Dr. Sujeman, which I'm not saying is unfair. I just do not share the same sentiment. So Dr. Sujeman calls Jack and is like, I got the results of your blood work back. And, um, well, cytotoxic cross-match of target HLA resulted in lysis of cells. Now, Jack, in layman's terms, what do you think that means? <laughs> so... 
at that time, Dr. Spichemin is finishing up his Rubik's Cube by putting the stickers, peeling the stickers off and putting <laughs> them back on. He's a dick. He's an asshole, obviously. He's like, I don't know. Can I give this guy a kidney or not? Due to negative blood tissue match, transplantation is not recommended. Damn it. Is this written in Greek? <laughs> it means we're not a match. Oh, I was really looking forward to putting your father's kidney in you. The other way around. That's not what these forms say. Comedy <laughs> genius. Anyway, so Liz and Jack are back, the actual best duo. And Jack's like, I'm getting Milton a kidney. You're a match? No, I'm not a match, but I have the entire liberal media establishment at my disposal. The same manipulation machine that got people to vote for Barack Obama and donate all that money after rainstorm, Katrina. Rude. Rough. He's going to find his dad a kidney. And Jenna pipes up, you should do a celebrity concert like that gig I, gig I did to benefit old gays. Yes, a benefit concert like We Are the World or Weird, Yanko, Weird Al Yankovic's less successful parody benefit, We Are the Pizza. So we're about to meet all the celebrities. Who is Hold your on, favorite? Hold on, don't skip this part, please. Okay, sorry. He says, tell Pete to start building a set. And she's like, wait a minute, we have to do this? I like a good Liz Lemon wine. <laughs> Well, you found your way to do your day job beyond Bontella. A great job, by the way. I haven't seen that many riled up dirt bags since CVS put the cold medicine behind the counter. And Liz says they actually wanted to go back on Bontella, but she doesn't feel she's qualified to give relationship advice. Oh, you're not. <laughs> Suburban seventh graders have more sexual experience than you do, but that doesn't matter. Right, because I'm helping people. Nope, you're helping yourself. So make the most of the opportunity. After all, how many years does TGS have left? I don't know, like 20. Ha! What do you think this is? Wings? You've got two more years at best. And this is what Jackson trying to tell her since they first met. Life short. You got to get out there. Get yours. And she's like, oh my God, catchphrase idea? Can I use that for deal breakers? No, no. It's one of Dr. Spichemin's. He's using it as the title of his new sex book for couples. It's just like his uh, system that guarantees male orgasm. Every time. Because that's so rare. So now we're in Jack's office with Mary J. Blige, Elvis Costello, and Clay Aiken. Of the three, who's your favorite? They're most excited to Mary see. Mary J. Thank you. Correct. That is the correct She answer. is the queen, then Elvis, then Clay. This hair looks very weird. Yeah. I mean, there's no hateration, holleration, or <laughs> gay Aiken <laughs> in this dancery. <laughs> I won't accept it. Don't need no hateration, holleration in this dancery. You got your folks and now you're hoping so. God's the dance for me, don't All right, anyway. A jam. Jack's like, thank you all for coming on such short notice. Click and says, no problem. I just had my delivery driver drop me off. And then... Elvis Costello's like, so how come I saw you getting off the subway? And then Clay Aiken's like, what were you doing down there? Well, he's like, I asked the three of you here because you're all deeply committed to charity work. The Mary J. Blige Foundation is celebrating its 10th year of searching for the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Nessie! Well, musicians have banded together before to solve all kinds of problems. World hunger, the class of the American farm, global warming. Uh, you guys are 0 for 3. Mary J. Blige personally is disappointed in them as a group. But there is one problem they can solve. One song. One man. One kidney. And everyone's like, we're doing a charity fucking concert for one fucking dude? It's not just any dude. It's Milton Green, Milton Green, Milton Green, Milton Green, Milton Green. Elvis, haven't, haven't you said that if a song reaches just one person, you've done your job? No, I've never said that. <laughs> Fine. Listen, the man who needs the key is my father. Kidney. We just met, and I don't want to lose him before I get a chance to know him. Please, I'm asking for your help. And then he decides to do all the switcheroo. I do appreciate that he tried to be sentimental, pull on their heartstrings, and now he's like, you know what? I've got baggage on all of you. MJ, you owe me. I got you out of a 20-year exclusive contract with SeaWorld. Elvis, or should I say Declan McManus, international art thief? Oh. And then Clay Aiken is cousins with Kenneth, and he already promised me you'd do this. Amazing. We'll do it. So now Saray's doing a walk and talk with Liz because she's so busy now. Sorkin. Also, you have a ton of interview requests and they want you on the seventh hour of the Today Show tomorrow. <laughs> Tell them all, yes, I'm getting mine, Saray. 
Also, Pete and Tracy's wives are in your office. Paula is Pete's wife, and Andrea is the black one. Brutal. Which she says in front of them. Paula Pell, also from Girls 5 Eva. And then Sherry Shepard, obviously famously from Thinking the World, is flat. Yeah. She's really good on the show. She was terrible on The View. She's uh, amazing on the show. She's an amazing comedian. Anyway, but they both have problems with their husbands, and now they're asking Liz for advice, who consistently loses teeth. Like, a lot. Liz, we need some advice from the deal breaker lady. She's like, I don't know if that's a good idea. I know you. I know your husband's. I just found out Tracy has a secret credit card I didn't know anything about. And she immediately steps into petty, judgmental bitch with just, like, amazing lines. Not on my watch, biatch. (laughs) And he's been using that credit card to pay for a hotel room here in New York two days a week. S, that, D. Shut it down. Paula? Pete is refusing to drive to my parents' place for just two weeks of family vacation. No to the way to the Jose. And then Sue says, and I'm here in New York. Well, well, then he's she back. says, but Paula, you got to talk it out before you walk it out. And here I am in New York while he's back in Hoover. That is your version. Long distance is the wrong distance, Sue. Deal breaker. <laughs> Mickey Rourke <laughs> wants to take me camping. Deal breaker, Jenna, God. <laughs> I haven't seen my fiance in seven months. Sari, I have two words for you. Robot warning. Okay, that catchphrase needs a little work. Deal breaker! <laughs> Teach it like you freaking Liz Levin. Ah, oh, Sherry Shepard. Amazing. That's so fun. Uh, the, this quick repartee, all these scenes, all these characters, everyone doing so spectacularly well. The writing, the acting, the delivery. Ah! Mwah. The plot lines, killing it. Killing it. So now we go back to high school. And Tracy's giving his emotional speech. I almost didn't make it here. So Kenneth's on the dais with, with school faculty and other people. But he's like, I almost didn't make it here this afternoon. But then a very special friend of mine showed the way. Kenneth puts the spotlight on himself. So Aww. I'd like to take a moment to thank Victor Cordova from the Sun Canoco Station on Lenox Avenue. <laughs> and there's another reason why I almost didn't come today. Fear. Fear of letting people know the real me. I have but one thing to say to all of you. Be yourself. And I'm talking to you clearly, gay kid. So I think, <laughs> I think the line is, and I'm talking to you, clearly gay kid, right? With yeah. the comma before that. Yeah. But he reads it, and I'm talking to you clearly, gay kid. And it makes it funnier. <laughs> and then it's Donald Glover who improvised yeah. the line, who told? That was it. <laughs> and you white kid just trying to go unnoticed. Oh, come on. <laughs> Just be yourself. And I guarantee you every single person in this room will one day be president of the United States. <laughs> Woo! And one of the administration comes up and says, Tracy, before you go, I have a special surprise for you. Okay, but I'm allergic to horses. It's my pleasure to <laughs> award you this honorary diploma. Congratulations. And this is the first time he's ever cried since high school. Wow. Kenneth's like, take a breath, Mr. Jordan. He's like, ah, and he falls down. That's Who so wants sweet. my autograph? Ah. So now we meet our next round of celebrities, and this time it's Cheryl Crow and Adam Levine. One is amazing and one is also there. Cheryl Crow, the amazing one, in case that wasn't clear, says, I'm in. I think it'll be fun. I actually played a kidney in my fifth grade school play with this loser. Miss Lemon. <laughs> I'm in, but when Costello's not looking, I'm going to punch him in the back of the head. You know who can act? Adam Levine. You know who acts like he's more than he's not? Adam Levine. You know, I have a weird, like, frustration with Adam Levine. I don't know why. He's got a very punchable face. Very, Thank very you. Face. Yeah, okay. I appreciate it. I love that first album, and other than that, they can suck it. So. You can suck it. You can suck it. No, they, I mean, their songs are bops. They're absolute bops, all of them. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we was shirtless at the Super Bowl. It's like, come on. Why? <laughs> So Jenna walks in. She's like, hey, Why Jack. are you at the Super Bowl? Mostly? Are you doing my musical benefit idea? Because I'd love to. He's like, uh, no, that didn't work out. Jenna, you know my European friends, uh, <laughs> Rokas and Chandelier. And Cheryl Crow and Adam Levine meet the assignment head on and are like, hello, please to meet. <laughs> please to meet. Thank you. Sorry, did I do it wrong? You did. <laughs> <laughs> You did it differently. There is no right or wrong. (laughs) So Liz is continuing her career ascendancy and tells Sari that she's going to be out for a couple hours because she's meeting with a book agent about writing a deal breaker book. Wow. Everything's coming up. Lemon. Wow. When life gives you lemons, if it's your surname, you're going to work out well. 
he's going to take me to lunch wherever I want to go. Do you know if there's a sit-down Quiznos in Midtown? Never this mind. reminds me. One time when I was in the early nascent stages of my homosexuality, I went out with a date on this... I went out, on a date with this dude, not with a date on this dude, but you know, the evening ended that way. And he was like, where do you want to go? I want to take you out to dinner. And I was like, I really like Wendy's. And he was like, what is on your fingers? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't see it. What, was what it? is that happening? I'm going to lift up your hands, please. <laughs> I'm Tin foil around the tips of all ten fingers. What are you doing? I don't know. I'll give you three guesses. Nails? You do trying nails. to not bite your nails? <laughs> you wouldn't cover freshly painted nails. Now I'm taking off my nail polish. Apparently, this is how you get gel manicures off. <laughs> 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 make it hard to drink water. <laughs> Emma has said nothing. Just her <laughs> water looking like robot morning. <laughs> so Liz Lemon, Liz Lemon feeling all of her fucking oats on top of the world, looking for a quiz notes, preferably sit down, runs into the consequences of her actions. Oh my God. This is such good acting from Pete. This is so good. So Pete comes Liz up. Liz Lemon, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the reason I don't want to go on that family vacation. It's a working farm, and I'm the only one whose hands are big enough to guide the bull during mating. <laughs> yeah, well, deal breaker. Shut up, Liz. Shut up. <laughs> and then Tracy <laughs> comes around the corner. There you are, you stupid cracker. <laughs> you know why I get a hotel room? To poop in peace. No kids <laughs> banging on the door. No phones ringing. It's my time. Every Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. I don't know why I only go twice a week. That's what Angie should be worried about. They're both like, you've got to stop giving advice. You don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, no, I'm not stopping. I'm going to write a book. I have to. This is my next step. What are you talking about? She's like, TGS has two years left tops. Pete, how am I going to live? And then Tracy's like, Pete, how am I going to live? I only have $300 million. I only have $300 million. <laughs> Didn't I say that? You might have laughed through it. Oh, I'm sorry. I heard $3 million. That's my bad. That's on me. <laughs> so we're back in Tracy's office, and he's like, I'm a high school graduate. You know what this means? Grizz.com, Ken. We're going to college. <laughs> I wish they did a webisode for that back when NBC was doing webisodes. So then Kenneth's smiling, but you hear the voiceover say, and so began the craziest summer <laughs> of my life. And they're like, how'd you say that without moving your mouth? Fourth wall. Broken. Say what? Now Liz comes up. Lemon, how are you doing? You know what? I'm good. I got a book deal, a free sandwich in my pocket, and I have this weird, loose feeling in my shoulders. What is that? It's either happiness or osteoporosis. <laughs> he thinks it's happiness. You're getting yours. And then she's like, Jack, what have you done? He called on every favor he had. He's his dad. And that's so sweet he admits that he's his dad. Oh, my God, Cheryl Crow. We were best friends in elementary school. <laughs> and she's like awkwardly waving. <laughs> hey, Hi, Cheryl. Cheryl. <laughs> She's like, I'll, I'll talk to you later So, I don't know what we're going to do with this part Are you going to sing it? I don't know, I think we should just review who all is here So obviously we've met Clay Aiken We've met Mary J. Blige Elvis Costello And his like pseudonym We realize that that is Cheryl Crow, Adam Levine Now in there also is Sarah Bareilles Girls from Ever and Love Girls from Ever, yes Steve Earle, Wyclef John, Nora Jones Talib Kweli, Michael McDonald, Rhett Miller, Moby, Robert Randolph, Rachel Yamagata. We got the whole Cindy fucking Lopper. crew here. And Cindy Lauper. How did I fucking forget Cindy Lauper? Maybe you didn't. That's just the name that came to my mind. No, I absolutely did. Wow. And then we've got the Beastie Boys. Ad Rock and Mike D. Wow. And they... Jeff Richmond said he never thought the entire three-minute song was in there. He thought it was just going to be little clips of it. And yeah. he couldn't believe that they put the whole song in there. Everybody so did it good. for scale. They said everybody was just super laid back. They couldn't go to a sound suit. This is like the last week of the season. And so they created sort of a sound stage on where the set is. Like So when the TGS and the audience is there, they made like a recording booth there. And then people would come and start watching. So the crew was watching. Then like Michael McDonald would sing. And then he'd sit down and watch. They said it was just really loose, super fun, great set. And this is a perfect song. 
We all believe in this case so much that we're doing it for free, except for Cheryl. <laughs> That's right. Only, I'm the only one getting paid. And only three of us are drunk. And then Cindy Lauper's like, I'm one of the drunk ones. <laughs> Think of it this way. If I had $2, I'd give you one, wouldn't I? <laughs> the, they say two is better than one, but sometimes one is better than two. If you had two heads, you'd wish you had one. How is that different? If you had two dogs attacking you, you'd want just one. There, we proved a point. <laughs> Woof. You just need a kick in. He doesn't need a hand. A hand would be even a harder thing to give. <laughs> do some good. We pass the cup. They stitch it up. You do some good. And then Liz sang, We had quite a year. And Jack being like, What are you talking about? It's May. <laughs> Fourth wall. Broken. Jack, what have you done? I called in every favor I had. He's my dad, Liz. Oh my God, Cheryl Crow! We were best friends in elementary school. Hi, Cheryl. We're live in three, I'll talk two. To later. Sometimes life brings pain and strife, and all seems wrong. That is when you find a friend and write a song. So give. Someone starts talking in the middle of a song, you know it's serious. So give Milton a kidney. We all believe in this cause so much that we're doing it for free. Except for Cheryl. That's right, I'm the only one getting paid. And only three of us are drunk. Milton Green needs a kidney. Just like I need this beard. You don't want to know what's under here. And while you don't have two beards, you do have two kidneys. Think of it this way, if I had two dollars, I'd give you one, wouldn't I? I'm one of the drunk ones. They say that two is better than one Sometimes one is better than two If you had two heads, you wish you had one How is this different? If you had two dogs attacking you, you'd want just one Then we prove the point What are you talking about? It's May. So the only other tidbit I learned from the DVD audio commentary was that when they were all there at one point, Wyclef took his hat off and walked away. And he's like, look, I have a friend who needs a kidney. I just can't do this. Like, this is not cool. Oh. And then he walked out and he got into the doorway and he turned around. And he's like, just kidding. He just punked everybody for fun. Wow. Because <laughs> he's what? Sickening. <laughs> so like such a great episode. So funny. It's a perfect episode. It is we'll really see, close. though. We shall chat. see. But, I mean, I can't imagine. Like, I'll watch, rewatch the Vondella scene and the Tracy Jordan scene that we did together and then the singing, like, all the time. This is yeah. rewatchable, huge. Love. 
And then the fact they make fun of Michael McDonald and then he's there. And the blind girl was like, he sounds much better live. This is er- <laughs> so that's really funny. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It is, should we go to the chat and rate this mother yeah. trucker? Let's do it. I'm ready. Pass a cup. Nick gave it a 100. I gave it 99 because there's always moments. <laughs> Emma gave it a 98. Ooh, Emma hater. It's just a little too much spichemin for it to be perfect. Yes, good call. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. Good call, Emma Margaret. Let's just say these are the highest scores in the history of Blurg. So that's the end of season three. I mean, we are cooking with gas. Firing on all cylinders. All idioms are true for season three. (laughs) Season four starts next week. I'm pretty sure there's a ventriloquist in it, but I still think it's a good episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, season three was amazing. Guest stars left and right. Every episode, Elaine Stritch, Salma Hayek, everybody in this one, Steve Buscemi. Perfect. So if you... John Hamm. Oh, John Hamm. (laughs) <laughs> this racket is a fart <laughs> The best Well good Well thank you all I hope you enjoyed this episode As much as we do If not I, I don't know What we can do to help you uh, You can check us out On Instagram On our blurg um, If you want to hear Other things we talked about I accidentally snuck in Some of our takes <laughs> All over the place today <laughs> Our other podcast Is called Takes All Over the Place And we're at Takes Pot On Instagram So During these weird Wacky times I hope you had A couple good laughs today And rewatch this episode Again and again, because it's so funny. Thanks so much for And also coming. rewatch The Kidney Now, not just the episode of Blurg. <laughs> did you see what I did there? <laughs> goodbye. Say goodbye to the clearly gay kid. Bye. <laughs> goodbye. Who told? <laughs> Who told? Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter. Julie Sunderland. And Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter. And... Frank! (laughs) The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank! (laughs) We love you, Frank.